while you're joined to the conference. How are you? Hey, good, how are you? Uh, this is the operator who's joined on this line. And this is the operator who's joined. If you're on your speakerphone, please pick up your handset and depress your mute function. Interruption. Mr. Johnson, did you just dial in the record? I did. Yes, I have. Okay. Uh, give me just one moment. I'll transfer that over. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Moment here. Well, then I joined with the participant passcode. Oh, hold on one sec. Yeah, Christophe? Um, Bertrand? Uh, uh, hold on one sec. Uh, yeah, uh, Christophe, the, the number doesn't work. You have to use the international toll. The number français. The toll. The... Ah, no, because after the passcode. Stand by. Good day, everyone, and welcome to the BMC Storage Capacity Management with BCO webinar. Today's conference is being recorded. And at this time, I'd like to turn the conference over to Mr. Steve Johnson. Please go ahead, sir. Thank you, Amy. Uh, well, welcome, uh, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Um, as Amy just said, today's uh, topic will be managing storage capacity using BCO 9.5. Uh, uh, we will be having uh, representatives from BMC uh, and Sentry Software uh, helping to present with Paul today. Uh, and can I remind everybody that you know, if there are any questions and answers, please use the Q&A window um, it, during the session. That can be found on the right-hand side of the display, and the panelists will endeavor to uh, respond to any questions as we proceed. If there's anything remaining at the end then, of the session, then you know, we'll capture all questions and respond to uh, people as needed after the end end of the session. So uh, to get us started, uh, I will hand over first to uh, Mr. Sudhir Apta, who will uh, introduce the session in more detail and commence with the webinar. So over to you, Sudhir. Thanks, Steve. Uh, so this is Sudhir Apta, Product Development Architect for BCO. Uh, most of the content for today's deck will be presented uh, by Bertrand Martin from Sentry Software and by Maria Riccelli who's our technical marketing consultant in BCO. Just an overview of what you're going to see. Uh, the BCO features for storage capacity management in general can be described in these ways. First of all, there's the Sentry software connectors and add-ons for BCO. Those are described in this presentation, and Bertrand will be doing that. Um, then there are BCO core capacity optimization features that are useful across all platforms, uh, namely analyses, time forecasting models, reports, and the chargeback feature. Uh, we'll provide an overview in this presentation uh, to show you how these work with storage data in particular, and Maria will be doing that. Uh, a small note on the out-of-the-box connectors for um, storage that are part of BCO. We won't be talking about these connectors in this deck uh, the first is the EMC storage scope control center extractor, which is deprecated now. 
And in fact, the better uh, connector to use for that is the Sentry software EMC SMIS agent ATL. And that would be described in this deck. And the second one is the NetApp Data Fabric Manager Manageability SDK Extractor. The contents of this deck uh, for, uh, for the Sentry add-ons uh, will be gone through by Bertrand. So I'll hand over uh, the presentation to him, Bertrand. Thank you, thank you, Sudhir. So um, I am Bertrand Martin, uh, CEO of the Sentry Software, Sentry Software, uh, a, market zone, a BMC marketing partner, and where we, we develop uh, connectors, extension modules for BCO. Um, so um, uh, today we're gonna uh, going to focus on the um, a way BCO can handle storage capacity metrics to help you optimize uh, uh, your storage infrastructure. Um, I will I will go into a few slides to explain how it works in general. What are the technical prerequisites to set up? such a solution, and then we will go through a few typical use cases on how to use BMC capacity optimization and the storage modules to optimize uh, storage infrastructure. So BCO, well, uh, if some of you do not know um, uh, BCO, BMC capacity optimization is a great tool uh, uh, by BMC software that lets you well, understand what you have in your infrastructure, servers, network, and storage as well, and make sure that this infrastructure matches with your needs so that you have enough resources and not too much, that you're not over-provisioning. Uh, as I said, B BCO uh, helps you optimize your infrastructure for servers, virtual servers, network, and storage. And today we're going to see how BCO can help you optimize the storage. So to, uh, uh, um, uh, to do that, we will need uh, extension modules, ETLs, and add-ons for BCO. Uh, first, we will have the part, or the, the, uh, the collection part. So it's uh, what, what is called in BCO an ETL. Uh, so it's a module that extracts data metrics from somewhere and uh, puts that into the BCO database. And then we will have the, uh, the, the views and reports add-on that uh, provide you with default views uh, uh, well, to visualize the metrics that have been collected. Uh, today, with the current set of modules, uh, uh, extension modules, add-ons uh, that we have, uh, we can use BCO to uh, um, cover EMC, Hitachi, Dell, and next month, NetApp uh, storage systems. So let's start with the uh, the, the most technical part of this presentation uh, where we will focus on uh, how to collect the storage metrics, how to extract the capacity, storage capacity metrics out of your storage infrastructure. Depending on the, the, 
uh, and the technology and the vendor that uh, you have uh, in your storage environment, you, uh, there will be different prerequisites. So let's start with, uh, uh, with EMC. For EMC, well, we have a module, an ETL for BCO, that is called the EMC SMS agent ETL for BCO. It actually connects to the EMC SMIS agent through SMIS or WebM, which is the same thing, actually. Uh, well, SMIS relies on WebM. Uh, what is uh, the EMC SMIS agent? It's, well, it's part of EMC Solutions Enabler. It's provided by EMC for free. Uh, it's, uh, it's a small piece of software, a Windows service or Linux that can be installed on you know, uh, a standard PC running Windows or Linux, uh, even a virtual one, and which acts as a proxy. So you install one SMS provider that will uh, expose the information about the different EMC storage systems that you have. Clarion, VNX, Symmetrix, DMX, VMAX as well. Uh, in most uh, EMC environments, the EMC SMS agent is already present, in, uh, installed, and configured. If not, it's a very uh, simple task and a very well-documented uh, uh, procedure. For Hitachi, well, Hitachi is very similar to EMC. Uh, we have a module dedicated to the, uh, uh, the collection of data of metrics out of Hitachi. Uh, this module, this ETL, connects to Hitachi Device Manager through WebM, okay, using the SMIS standard. So uh, uh, Hitachi Device Manager is you know, provided by Hitachi. Uh, with any uh, Hitachi storage system that they may sell, uh, at least in Europe and in the US. Uh, and for EMC, it's a proxy. Uh, you have one Hitachi device manager and which exposes the information for all your Hitachi AMS, HUS, USP, VSP storage systems. Um, uh, again, now for Dell, Compellent. For Dell Compellent, uh, we, uh, uh, we connect to the Dell Enterprise Manager using Dell uh, native XML API. Same principle, a proxy uh, to, the, uh, to the different Dell storage center systems. Then the last one uh, that will be released next month is our module uh, our collection module for NetApp. This one doesn't have any uh, technical prerequisite because it connects directly to the uh, to the NetApp files using NetApp's uh, proprietary XML uh, API. And it will support all NetApp uh, uh, files uh, in seven mode and in cluster mode and also the V-series, uh, the virtual ones. Um, uh, so uh, just so you have better understanding uh, for EMC, typically it will, look like, it will look like that. You, on the left, you have, uh, you have your BCO server, and in the scheduler of BCO, you have 
the, the, the EMC ETL that runs as a service ETL, which means that it runs constantly. And uh, well, you can configure that every 15 minutes, every hour. It will interrogate the EMC SMIS agent running somewhere on a separate uh, PC. And this one, the EMC SMS agent actually exposes information about the different EMC storage systems that you have in uh, your environment. Well, itself, the uh, EMC SMS agent will use TCPIP to connect to our uh, Clarion and VNX, and we use a proprietary protocol of our fiber for uh, symmetric storage systems. And see, it's very similar for Hitachi BCO, the scheduler, the Hitachi ETL connects through WebM to Hitachi Device Manager, which itself exposes, the, exposes information for the different Hitachi storage systems, AMS, VSP, etc. So uh, the workflow in BCO to uh, uh, handle storage metrics is like that. You have your uh, EMC storage systems, Hitachi, Dell, or something else. You have the ETLs which are, uh, that are in charge of extracting capacity metrics out of these environments. And so you have the ETL for EMC, ETL for Hitachi, ETL for Dell, and you can have even, you know, separate ETL uh, uh, for some uh, platforms that are not supported uh, uh, out of the box. And all these ETLs insert metrics into the BCO database, which itself is leveraged by the, uh, uh, another add-on that I'm going to present now, uh, uh, which provides you with default views and reports uh, based on the collected metrics for EMC, Hitachi, Dell, etc. What is great in this picture is that you see that the, the, the solution, the, the views and reports are going to uh, expose the information for EMC, Hitachi, and other vendors the same way, in a standardized way. Uh, in, uh, so today we have EMC, Hitachi, NetApp, Dell, covered, and while we keep expanding uh, uh, the coverage for the different storage systems with, uh, um, uh, with uh, modules that will be released later uh, this year with uh, HP, IBM, uh, etc. Before we go further into uh, uh, how you can use BCO to optimize uh, uh, your storage environment, uh, let's talk about storage itself, how it works. Uh, and so we make sure that we use the same terminology because well, there are different you know, capacity or uh, related words that may not describe the same thing here and there, depending on the vendor. So here we're really using a standardized uh, terminology that will apply to all vendors. So this diagram represents a typical 
storage system. Here we have the the physical uh, the physical size of the storage system. So the storage system has been sold by the vendor as a six terabyte storage system. It's its size, it's well, the overall size of the storage system. It's how much physical disk it has. Then you configure these, uh, uh, these disks, right? So you, for example, you leave one disk uh, 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 as a spare disk, and then the rest, you configure that as RAID 5, let's say. So you will have uh, uh, um, uh, RAID 5, so made of five disks. In this case, uh, you'll have a capacity of four terabytes. So just to understand the difference between size and capacity, the size is the external size of the system. The capacity is how much it can contain, okay? how much it can hold. And uh, then you have this capacity available for your host. So the host here are the clients, typically servers. When I need to allocate one terabyte of data to a, to a server, to a, uh, I actually creating a volume in this storage pool. So I create a one terabyte volume that is exposed as a LAN to uh, to my server. So my uh, my server subscribed for one terabyte, and here it's a traditional volume. It's consuming one terabyte in my storage pool. I have another server subscribing one terabyte. So to, for this server who needed one terabyte, I created one traditional volume that consumes one terabyte in my storage pool. And then, well, now uh, a bit more clever. I'm uh, uh, I, I have a third server that requires one terabyte, so it subscribes. It needs to subscribe one terabyte. But instead of creating a traditional volume, I created a thin volume using what is what is called thin provisioning. In this case, as the host, the server is using only, it only wrote uh, uh, 500 gigabytes in this volume. The storage system uh, is actually only using 500 gigabytes in the storage pool for this volume. The, this technique is, is called thin provisioning. The host still sees one terabyte but uh, uh, in the storage systems, it only consumes uh, uh, 0.5 terabytes. Okay, uh, so here we have the uh, uh, well, the subscribed capacity for this storage system is three terabytes. Okay, the consumed capacity is 2.5 terabytes, so slightly less because we have one thin volume, and the available capacity is 1.5 terabytes. And that you can compare to the size of the system, which is 6 terabytes. So you, you see that 
uh, uh, or the subscribe to uh, size is 50% uh, uh, here, the ratio. Now that, uh, uh, so now we are clear on the terminology for uh, uh, around storage, size, capacity, subscribed capacity, consumed capacity, available capacity, and then the difference between traditional volumes and thin volumes. Okay, now, so let's see how, what it looks like actually in uh, BCO. So remember, uh, we have set up our ETLs to extract data, the data out of uh, our storage environment, which is made of uh, uh, EMC, Hitachi, and Dell in this case. And uh, so these ETLs are running, they are collecting data and putting this data in my BCO database, and now I, I, I just loaded the uh, storage, uh, storage capacity views uh, module into BCO to visualize these, uh, uh, these metrics. So the, in this view, uh, the first, the default one is just to show you the list of storage systems. So you have a quick overview of uh, the storage systems that uh, are present in your uh, environment, in your storage environment, with some details about it: the vendor, the model, the size, the capacity, how much has been subscribed, how much is available, how much is consumed, and the corresponding percentage. We'll also show you the, the bandwidth, the overall bandwidth utilization, so the traffic uh, uh, in each storage system. And well, for each storage system, if you click on it, you'll have more details about you know, well, it's some of its characteristics, uh, more detailed metrics about you know, the, uh, where the available capacity is, whether it's in the storage pool or for further storage pool creations, etc. It will show you a different diagram uh, over the last two months for the storage system, so I'm sorry here that the, the graph is uh, very flat, flat line. Then uh, the second level in the storage system, as I was showing uh, in my diagram, it's the storage pool. So here we're showing uh, all the storage pools in all storage systems. Of course, you can filter uh, using uh, uh, the menu, uh, the, the combo menu, or using the uh, the, um, the colon filters uh, uh, in the table. But what is great is that you see all storage pools from all storage systems from all vendors in one place. You'll see that one strength of this solution is that it's vendor agnostic. So uh, we see uh, uh, the type of the pool, because there are different types of pool, uh, low-level pools, uh, thin pools. Uh, it can be vendor-specific. So you have the size, capacity, subscribed, available, consumed, very much as the, uh, the storage system. Except that here, remember, it's when you allocate storage, you allocate storage not in a storage system, but in a storage pool. So that is one of the views that you really need to look into. Then uh, for each one, we also, uh, for each pool, we'll show you uh, uh, additional information like whether it's about to uh, get saturated 
and uh, which is different from a simple threshold. I mean, this one will analyze the trends, the, 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 the trend of the consumed capacity percentage, and whether you are uh, um, in a situation where the oversubscription uh, for thin pool is getting risky. For each storage pool, again, when you click on each storage pool, you have uh, more uh, details about it, and including uh, uh, um, some visual visualization so you can better understand uh, uh, how the storage pool is being used. So here, the first bar here represents uh, how much is consumed and how much is available. Okay, and then here you have the actual capacity and how much is oversubscribed. So remember my story about thin provisioning. Uh, here it's uh, when a, a, a um, if you take a pool, uh, a, a pool with many thin volumes, so you have thin volumes uh, that consume uh, uh, less than has been subscribed, you can have a pool where, the, uh, where the, the hosts will subscribe for more than the actual capacity of the pool. This is called oversubscription. It's, it's the very purpose of thin provisioning. However, uh, this is a situation where you need to pay close attention to what is going on because we uh, uh, we need to um, uh, because the storage system we need to make sure that the storage system will always have enough capacity to handle further rights operation. I'm going to show that uh, to you in a further slide. Then the third level of uh, storage infrastructure is the uh, the volumes so that are exposed as loans to the host. So here in this uh, table we show each individual volumes. So uh, quick note: uh, uh, a storage infrastructure can have many many volumes. So uh, you uh, it is important when you implement the solution to make sure that. Uh, uh, the environment can cope with the size of your storage infrastructure. By default, uh, we will create an, an entity for each volume, but if you have tens of thousands of volumes, you may want to disable that feature. So for each volume, we will show you to which system it belongs, to which storage pool it belongs, whether it's mapped or not. Uh, we will show you uh, its size, how much it's subscribed, so how much the host is seeing, you know, from the volume and how much it's actually consuming in the storage pool. So, first use case. Use BCO to uh, make wider, faster decisions when you need to provision additional storage. The typical, typical situation is like this. On the left, we have one storage system with uh, uh, well, four gigabytes terabytes. It's the same as the one we showed earlier. And here, it's well, basically it's full, right? It's, uh, consumed capacity 100% because well, it has uh, four uh, volumes. Well, it's a small system. <laughs> uh, subscribed by four hosts. And then on the left, 
we have another system who's doing, doing nothing. Well, it's almost free. Uh, well, if we have many volumes, many hosts here, well, the, the work on the storage system may be much higher than this one. So instead of having to connect to two different, uh, two different co management console, one for NetApp, one for EMC, or one for Hitachi, etc. Here you can you have a view, a consolidated view of all your storage system from all vendors in one place. You can see, okay, this one is underutilized, or this one is uh, overloaded. Okay, and remember, uh, um, in more than half of the cases of performance issues related to storage. Uh, more half of these performance problems are uh, caused by um, a configuration problem, actually, uh, uh, that can be solved by reconfiguring the storage system. So, so if an application is experiencing uh, a bad performance and it's, it's diagnosed that it's caused by whether the bottleneck is the storage, then in more than half of the cases, you realize that you can uh, the problem can be solved by reallocating or moving the data to another storage system or to another part of the same storage system or changing the technology, etc. So here with BCO, simply because you have a better view of the entirety of your storage infrastructure, you can make wiser decisions trying to find the best systems. You will use the first view to uh, identify the system that uh, can handle additional storage so with enough, well, enough available capacity, for example, where the bandwidth is uh, 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 available enough, and then you will select the appropriate pool with uh, well, the, the proper type of storage pool, the proper protection level, and you will, well, you of, of course you will make sure that you have enough space also to uh, to, um, uh, to handle a thin provisioning, so you have enough space, even in case uh, 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 of thin provisioning, uh, and we'll, we'll see data expansion uh, at the host level. So, related to that, um, so we'll help you find the best place to provision additional storage. This way will also help you, the solution will help you uh, um, uh, prevent any performance issue in the future because, well, uh, you're running out of capacity. So now you can predict well ahead that your storage system in the upcoming weeks will run out of uh, capacity. This is a typical situation actually in a cloud type uh, uh, infrastructure or on, uh, where you have um, on-demand storage allocation. So you have automatic provisioning of a server that automatically gets you know, additional storage. Uh, uh, in this type of infrastructure, it is very important that you uh, uh, know in advance that uh, you will run out of capacity. It's not about saying, okay, uh, my storage system is used at 95%. Uh, I mean, that if this number is stable, you do not need to have an alert. I mean, you do not need to keep a storage system at 
70% utilization because, well, uh, you want to have a safety margin. It's really about looking at the trends and saying, okay, today I'm at 70% and it's growing, and it keeps growing. So that is what BCO, BMC Capacity for Optimization, does. And that applies to servers, but also to the storage infrastructure. Now, another typical example of uh, how to use a BCO uh, in your storage environment to optimize the utilization of your storage infrastructure. So this is another typical example and a typical situation in a typical storage uh, environment. You have a six terabyte uh, storage system and, uh, well, first of all, it has more uh, spare disks or unused disks than necessary. So, well, first step, a BCO will tell you, okay, you have this much um, uh, capacity available that is not even configured into a true capacity. Okay? So you can use BCO to identify these disks and recycle these, recycle these unused disks at least one in this case. Then uh, uh, you'll see that in many storage systems, well, you have many volumes, but many of them are not mapped to any host. What does it mean? It means that no, nobody, no host, can actually access the volume. So, uh, so you may question, you know, whether these volumes are really necessary or not, or whether they could be uh, 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 decommissioned and re reused for something else more useful. And so BCO will identify these modules, these volumes, I'm sorry. Also, you may find other volumes that, uh, that are actually mapped to a host, but where there is no activity at all. So again, well, BCO will tell you, okay, these volumes haven't been touched in 30 days, 60 days, etc. Uh, it will tell you, okay, there hasn't been any, there hasn't been observed uh, uh, any activity, nor write, nor read operations in this volume for 60 days. Again, for this volume, you may question the, uh, uh, the need to keep them and actually recycle them for, uh, uh, for other hosts. This is a typical example on how you can use BCO to take, you know, uh, where well, you have one uh, six terabyte storage system that was, you know, exposing uh, storage capacity for only one terabyte worth, right? Uh, well, we could actually uh, uh, recycle uh, three terabytes of data. So uh, again, in most, in most storage environment, you will find 10% of disks that are not used. You will find 10% of volumes that are 
not mapped to anything. And actually, you even f uh, uh, find 40% of volumes that haven't been touched in uh, 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 60 days. So, um, the, uh, uh, for in this last case, just to explain the story, the, to explain the story typically goes like this. Well, um, uh, you have a server that needed storage, so well, the, 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 the sysadmins uh, uh, send a request to the SAN admins, we need one terabyte of data for this server. Server runs for a few years, then it's decommissioned. But what happens when it's decommissioned or migrated to another server? Well, the server is shut down, and in many cases, the sysadmins do not tell the SAN admins, well, because there's no procedure for, for, for many, many reasons, uh, and uh, uh, which leads to all these ghost volumes, okay? So here we will help, help you identify all these volumes uh, uh, that are not used by anybody. So instead of purchasing or acquiring additional storage capacity, you will be able to just um, to just you know recycle what has been allocated to uh, useless uh, uh, purposes. Now another way to use BCO to optimize your storage infrastructure. Traditionally. Uh, this is how storage is allocated to us. So you have the disk array, the same storage system, six terabytes, capacity four terabytes. And in this case, it has four volumes of one terabyte each uh, uh, for four hosts, which means that the, 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 the consumed capacity is at 100%. So one, basically it's full. To, uh, but what it, it is known that a typical server with a one terabyte volume will actually only consume, will write data to only a portion of that. So typically a third of that or half of that. But, I mean, typically you allocate one terabyte for a Windows system, but <laughs> the Windows system will write you know, a few gigabytes and, you know, maybe some additional stuff for the application itself, and the rest will remain empty. So most of the traditional volumes here are unused, and still the consumed capacity is 100%. To solve that problem, the storage vendors invented thin provisioning. So with thin provisioning, uh, so if you take the same configuration as before, we have uh, the four hosts. Each one is seeing a one terabyte volume, but this volume consumes actually much less in my storage pool. Each one, well, in this case, a theoretical case, each one consumes uh, a third of that. And that is typical. It's theoretical, but it's typical. Uh, so here, the subscribed capacity is still four terabytes. Uh, but the consumed capacity is 33% uh, uh, only, okay? Which means that so I have more space to, uh, to allocate additional thin volumes. As you can see, the 
uh, if I add thin volumes here, the uh, subscribe capacity is going to grow uh, uh, bigger, larger than the actual capacity or even uh, of the size of the storage system, which is kind of beautiful but dangerous at the same time. Because if suddenly each host starts consuming really one terabyte of data, I mean like, you know, by doing a format of the disk, uh, uh, then suddenly the storage system will have, or these thin volumes will expand to their, to their real size. And if there's not enough space in the storage system, well, things basically explode. <laughs> well, <laughs> truly, the, uh, the storage system is no longer able to, uh, to uh, handle right operations, which means uh, uh, data corruption and data loss, which is the uh, worst nightmare of any SAN admin. So thin provisioning helps you uh, optimize things, but it has, you have to keep a close look on uh, what is going on in terms of consumed capacity, because if consumed capacity reaches 100%, well, the system is basically dead, and all of the uh, hosts are affected by the problem and cannot uh, uh, write additional data. I mean, all hosts. So to, to make sure that they do not reach, they do not uh, get to that situation, most salad means keep a big safety margin. So they will typically leave one third of the storage system uh, uh, free to make sure that they you know, can react to any problem like that. So uh, here, so, so we have this, uh, this, which results in this diagram. So here we have eight terabytes for eight hosts, so which is bigger than the actual size of the disk array, and the consumed capacity is two-thirds. So we could go further, okay, by managing, by keeping a close look on what is going on. And that is, that is actually the idea. Uh, um, no tool provides you that much detailed information about how much is being consumed. I mean, constantly, BCO will watch each storage point and tell you, okay, you're consuming that much, you're oversubscribed, okay, uh, uh, so you must be sure that you will not reach, well, a configurable uh, threshold. Because you have a, a, a careful monitoring of that metric, you do not need to keep a huge safety margin, which means that if you go from thick provisioning where you had the actual data here, you know, and uh, that is what, what was not used in the volumes and used in the file system, then you have, you have here the, the, the system parity, etc. where the actual data in the entire storage system represents only 40%. With thin provisioning, you can go to a better ratio, which is uh, 33%. But with managed thin provisioning, where well, you still have the system parity, etc., you still have uh, a margin, some space available, of course, that the actual data represents 52%, which means that you uh, uh, multiply the, uh, the efficiency ratio by 2.5.
And this is done very simply in BCO because by default, BCO will watch your storage pools and whether they are oversubscribed or not. And you can configure here in the interface uh, uh, a value to get an alert uh, uh, when things go wrong, when things are uh, uh, getting dangerous in terms of uh, oversubscription. And, uh, uh, and now uh, we will talk about uh, uh, how you can use BCO to uh, report and show back and charge back the information, uh, uh, the storage capacity metric that has been collected by these modules. So I'm handing over to Maria. Yeah. Thanks, Martin. So you can hand over to me the control. Sure. Okay, thank you. So uh, during today's presentation, uh, I'll show you uh, the core features for storage capacity management provided uh, in BCO. Uh, so, first of all, uh, BCO provides you the ability to create uh, reports and in particular, the ability to create reports related to the storage capacity. And that means uh, the ability to get um, in the storage capacity views, for example, in these two screenshots, we are showing you how to get uh, specific information related to the host uh, the pool and the volume and the storage systems and uh, usable metrics and information such as consumer capacity, host visible capacity for every uh, host and every pool and volume that is visible in the storage capacity views. This information, I mean, all the metrics that we are able to incorporate in our capacity database can be used to create a different analysis and models. And in particular, uh, you know that BCO allows the user to uh, predict future utilization and potential saturation. That is valid also for storage capacity system. And in particular, in this example, I'm showing you how to use BCO to create um, a time forecasting model in order to forecast, uh, in this example, the total used sites for a database, in this case, and also how to go through uh, a what-if uh, analysis. So, uh, what if um, if I had more capacity? In this example, I'm able to overcome a potential saturation that has been predicted by BCO. And BCO provides uh, a variety of algorithms that really allows you to uh, predict the impending saturation and uh, to go through the simulation of different what-if events in order to also plan eventually the addition of uh, uh, storage capacity or, uh, for example, to recan the storage capacity that is unused. Uh, let me show you uh, now a few examples related to how BCO can be used to create this time forecasting model in order to uh, get prediction around the aggregated resources. So in this example, uh, 
for example, on the left-hand side, we can see how uh, by aggregating different storage boxes, uh, BCO allows you to get uh, a prediction around the total uh, usable space, and uh, um, and the BCO tells you which will be the bottleneck and the saturation date on the basis of the current trends and the current um, utilization profile for the usable space. On the right-hand side, uh, um, and another simulation related to uh, um, another aggregation. So BCO allows you to aggregate resources at different levels. Those levels can be, for example, the locations, the data, data centers, or, for example, the tire or the services. So uh, as he, uh, maybe you already did with uh, other systems like uh, databases, like uh, virtual machine or host, uh, you can do the same with the storage system. So you can create aggregation at different level, uh, for example, by tire, and, uh, um, and create time forecasting model uh, by using this aggregation. So, for example, on the right-hand side in my slide, you can see uh, how uh, a user, so you, can create uh, a time forecasting model in order to, to see uh, if there will be an impending saturation and saturation point in the future accordingly to uh, the utilization profile for my tire one boxes. So I aggregated by tire one boxes and then I created a time forecasting model in order to predict impending saturation. This is just an example on how VCO helps you to uh, really uh, create um, uh, models and uh, uh, be able to predict on time intending saturation and make plans for eventually add uh, more storage on specific tires, on specific locations, or on specific storage systems that are assigned to specific services. Now, uh, two examples related to uh, the ability to uh, run with if analysis. Uh, this can be done within the time forecasting model. You maybe are already familiar with the time forecasting model, and so uh, should be pretty familiar. You should be pretty familiar with uh, the what if events. So here are just two examples in order to highlight how BCO helps you to really go through the what if analysis uh, by applying specific what if event by simulating for example the addition of the space on the left hand side you can see that I simulated the impact uh, of uh, the addition of this space for a specific storage system and then on the right hand side another example to show you uh, that this is possible uh, even by including, by simulating more than one what-if event. So PCO allows you to really uh, simulate more than one what-if event, so the addition of new services and uh, at the same time the, store, the total storage size increase. 
BCO wholesale allows you to uh, automatically generate and send by exception reports. This is uh, valid uh, for all the entities managed in BCO, and uh, uh, the storage system are included in the managed entities. And uh, just to uh, really uh, review uh, the uh, reporting capabilities provided by BCO, um, at the very first level in A, uh, you can see that we listed the out-of-the-box reports. And BCO provides a, a variety of out-of-the-box reports templates. And in particular, also, um, we have uh, some out-of-the-box reports templates for storage. Um, the out-of-the-box reports includes also the ability to uh, create basic, basic reports. And those reports, uh, starting from BCO version 9.5, can be saved as templates and reused multiple times in different domain in a workspace. So now you have really the ability to enrich the report catalog on your own by creating additional uh, basic reports by, adding, by saving them as templates and reusing them multiple times in the different domains. So basic reports uh, can be easily created uh, uh, with one click by using the add to report cart approach. This is not new in BCO, but just to highlight this capability, which is pretty, pretty simple. In very few clicks, you have the ability to create a basic reports. And as I said, this can be saved as template and reused. Moreover, uh, you have the ability to create advanced reports, and those are based on, uh, I mean, th this can be done by using the report designer, which is uh, embedded in our BCR integration studio. Uh, this obviously can be used when you need to create uh, uh, contents which, which are very uh, customized and uh, um, this can be done by using this BCI integration studio and by creating additional advanced report templates. Let me show you a few examples related to the reports, the ports available for storage. So in this case, I'm showing you two reports which are based on uh, um, out-of-the-box templates in BCO. So those two reports are two out-of-the-box templates available in our report template catalog. So by selecting simply uh, to create a new reports and uh, a new reports based on templates, you will be able to use those report templates. On the left-hand side, uh, we have the uh, SAN uh, analysis and forecast templates. And this allows you to uh, in create a report when for each storage system you can see uh, the configuration data and then the space utilization over time. And moreover, uh, gets, uh, uh, automatically gets the results for a time forecasting model related to uh, the allocated us usable space for each storage system. 
Uh, on the right-hand side, uh, another out-of-the-box, which is SAN NAS storage analysis templates. And in this case, uh, you will, uh, we will be able to get for each uh, storage system uh, out of the box a few analyses related to the network rate, the storage user space. Uh, moreover, uh, two different tables in which you you can see which is uh, the which are the storage systems that are lower utilized and highly utilized. Then a few examples related to the ability to create basic reports by using analysis and uh, time forecasting models, which are core capabilities in BCO. So on the right-hand side, just uh, an example on how to create a report in which you can, a basic report, uh, in which you can have an analysis that you can create out of the box by using the uh, analysis tool in BCO, the, the analysis wizard. And uh, this is, in this example, you can see these analyses on the storage array level, and uh, you can see which is the, the user space also by each uh, pool defined in the, in, uh, for each storage array. On the right-hand side, an example or another example of basic report in which you can see uh, a time forecasting model uh, included in this basic report. So, uh, first of all, a table that uh, in, uh, contains a summary around the time forecasting model details, such as the forecasted the uh, saturation date, uh, the threshold used, uh, the forecasted hand period, uh, and so on. And, uh, um, and moreover, the uh, graph related to the uh, storage array, uh, which uh, is predicted to saturate. Then, uh, most important core capabilities that can be applied in order to get information related to uh, chargeback. Um, around storage systems is uh, the chargeback and shellback capabilities provided by BCO. Uh, so starting from the left-hand side, uh, you can see that there is the, the first step is to basically um, uh, load all the data related to our storage system in our capacity database, which is represented in the middle of the slide. So once all the data are loaded in our capacity database, VCO is able to provide the chargeback capabilities, which are provided by this chargeback engine. And uh, thanks to this chargeback engine, uh, the um, we are, uh, BCO is able to provide you the ability to uh, configure uh, the different cost models and then uh, create, uh, generate uh, automatically or on-demand chargeback reports. Those reports can be done uh, on, the basis, on the basis of, um, uh, I mean, uh, can include uh, operational costs, infrastructure costs, and moreover, 
um, the chargeback model can be uh, done um, by taking into account uh, utilization-based cost uh, or allocation-based cost or fixed cost. So this is uh, a pretty um, rich uh, capabilities because allows you to create, as I said, on-demand and uh, as well as scheduled chargeback reports in order to uh, get in a single report all the information related to the cost around the storage system at a different level. And those storage system can be obviously uh, associated to different services. So you can create also the chargeback reports by services. Let me uh, uh, explain you better uh, how uh, the chargeback uh, works in BCO. So uh, first of all, uh, it's necessary to create a cost model, and that means uh, the BCO requires you to define the cost objects, which are uh, the way uh, BCO is able to compute and to associate the different costs to the different entities, such as servers, gas machine, storage system, storage volume, and um, the cost objects can be uh, created in order to take into account fixed rate cost. So, for example, uh, the consumption uh, per hour or per unit. Um, and the same can be done also uh, for the allocation base uh, cost. Uh, this is related to the ability to uh, take into account uh, the cost for each uh, resource or, or type uh, consumption, uh, such, such as, for example, the server or the gas machine, and the consumption in units. So, for example, the number of instances uh, for a specific resource type. Then uh, the ability to uh, take into account the utilization-based cost. So, for example, uh, the cost for each storage system, storage volume, and uh, this can be done um, by taking into account the uh, utilization of this system. Uh, in, in this case, um, for example, uh, if we think about the space utilization, uh, the cost units can be uh, per gigabyte and per hours, uh, so that means that we are taking into account the, the space utilization per hour. Um, moreover, uh, in BCO, while creating a cost model, it's necessary to uh, define a cost rate uh, and, uh, for, for each of the cost objects that we are taking into account and, um, and uh, the, define the chargeback targets and allocate the cost objects to those targets. This is, those are the basics related to the cost model. So in order to create a cost model first, define the cost objects and how you want to account uh, uh, those uh, costs to each target. Uh, a target can be uh, a department, can be um, a tenant, uh, a service, and then define the cost for each of these cost objects, and then define 
uh, how you want to uh, address this cost object to the targets. So uh, in this example, uh, just uh, um, uh, really a, a simple example related to the cost objects. So um, cost objects, simple cost objects are IT resources such as physical virtual servers or storage system. Uh, can be also uh, human resources or any other resource type. So um, to each single simple cost object uh, is uh, um, required to associate a description, to associate also uh, the methodology that you want to use to uh, address this cost to the targets that, as I said, can be the, tar the uh, tenants, the departments, the services, and so on. And also the utilization metrics. If you uh, have in mind to, to associate also um, a, a utilization-based cost uh, to, to use um, these uh, cost objects, it's necessary to associate a utilization metric and uh, how you want to use uh, this uh, utilization metric to take into account the utilization-based cost. So um, this is how the cost model uh, is showed up within the chargeback view and VCO. We have two views, which one of them is chargeback admin, and the other one is chargeback report. And in the chargeback admin view is the, the view where a user, uh, so you, have the ability to set the cost model, to define the cost objects, to uh, define the cost rate, and the cost model uh, define the resources that are associated to target hierarchies and the cost model to be applied. So here, uh, just an example, uh, when you, uh, uh, access the chargeback admin view, uh, you will get uh, a tab which is chargeback model. In this tab, you will be able to uh, display the allocations, the cost rate, so uh, basically how a cost model is set. This is just uh, two examples uh, that show how uh, a cost object can be allocated. So uh, and in this case, uh, just uh, two examples on the left-hand side, uh, you can see that, for example, uh, each department uh, is uh, charged for a specific service based on the number of people in the department while the other services are allocated to a single department. On the right-hand side, instead, another uh, example that shows uh, how the uh, shared services are allocated also to uh, specifying an allocation percentage to the different uh, department, and in this case, to the different business units. PCO uh, provides uh, the analytics uh, within uh, the chargeback admin view, 
And uh, uh, this is the way uh, you can generate on-demand chargeback reports on selected targets. So once you create the chargeback model, you can generate uh, very quickly by, uh, by uh, accessing this analytics tab uh, the uh, chargeback reports on-demand for your storage systems and for, you, for all the entities managed in BCO. Here are a few examples about the chargeback reports in BCO. So uh, once you create the models, you have the ability to create on-demand reports by accessing analytics tab and create uh, automatically create uh, chargeback reports by scheduling uh, a number of uh, chargeback report templates that are available out of the box in BCO and allows you to create those uh, simple reports that you can see in this slide so are able to provide you the ability to um, to get the total charge split so, so for example for each of the targets uh, associated to a specific charge chargeback model in my example I have different services so I can see the total charge break split by services and the daily charge uh, by services, which is stacked in my case. And uh, also get additional details related to uh, the cost objects. So you can also uh, get in a, in a single report additional details related to each cost object associated with specific services, also the period for the, the chargeback uh, calculation um, and the total consumption. Here, additional examples uh, of chargeback reports related to um, for cloud. VCO uh, provides out-of-the-box reports uh, for um, for the integration for cloud for CLM, and uh, uh, thanks to this integration, is able to provide you out-of-the-box those reports. Uh, where uh, you can get automatically included information related to the uh, uh, utilization uh, for the storage. So in this case, I'm just showing you a few details related to the ability to get automatically get uh, computed in these out-of-the-box reports uh, the cost related to option for the addition of disk to specific services and the cost related to the utilization uh, the star of, uh, uh, of storage uh, for a specific service offering instance. So this information uh, can be uh, taken into account uh, automatically by BCO and by using those out-of-the-box uh, reports template, um, PCO is able to provide you um, those reports and uh, is able to take into account for each service offering and service offering instance and for each tenant, uh, and, uh, which is, and in your case, those tenants 
uh, I mean, you a tenant or a target can be also uh, a department, uh, a business unit, a product line, whatever, uh, and uh, automatically get the cost for your storage in uh, this report. Then uh, the conclusion around the storage capacity management with BCO and Sentry. So um, you, uh, as, the, as the, you may notice that uh, um, by using BCO, you uh, will be really able to manage to the storage capacity uh, thanks to the uh, value provided by the BCO core capabilities and the Sentry integration capabilities, which is, uh, which are really able to uh, provide you um, high value in a, in a manage in the managing the storage capacity. Uh, starting from the the left hand side, I would say that BCO first of all uh, provides you the ability to prevent the resource extension because it allows you to really be alerted on time in case of impending saturation and make plan for the storage addition in order to avoid capacity risks and also improve the storage the usage for of your storage capacity. Moreover, PCO uh, allows you to uh, allocate the storage capacity at the right place, and that, that leads to uh, a, the, a performance increase for your storage capacity. And PCO provides you the ability to optimize your storage capacity because it's able to uh, help you in reclaiming the unused space within your uh, storage system at a different level, storage pools, storage volumes, and uh, avoid uh, risks related to the over-provisioning. Uh, moreover, VCO allows you to get in a single report and a different information related to chargeback. This is pretty important if we think about the cost related to the storage, right? So a st a storage costs can be uh, taken under control uh, by using the chargeback capabilities provided by BCO uh, and by able to uh, get automatically uh, showback and chargeback reports for the actual space used. Then here are some useful links uh, that you might want to uh, use in order to get additional information related to uh, the central integration for BCO. Uh, moreover, we have uh, uh, a video which uh, has been created by Sentry related to how you can use uh, the storage capacity views in BCO. Uh, moreover, obviously, you can uh, navigate through the um, product documentation, and uh, I, we encourage you to join us on uh, communities 
We have the capacity management communities, and this is a place where we uh, used to have discussion uh, with you to exchange ideas, to point you to the, our resources. Uh, so we really encourage you to join us some communities. And uh, as usual, uh, we will going to publish uh, the recording for this session on, uh, on communities. And community is the place where also uh, the previous best practices series webinars regarding uh, and uh, documentation uh, is posted. So we again encourage you to uh, visit the communities and in order also to get uh, more value uh, by uh, accessing the previous best practices series webinars content. Uh, I'm going to hand over to Steve. Steve, are you there? Yep, thank you, Maria. Um, thank everybody. Uh, that effectively concludes today's session. Uh, Maria has uh, effectively uh, just walked through the uh, information relating to the links that are on the screen right now. Uh, and as mentioned, this recording will be published to the community as will the slide deck um, you know, a, a little bit later this week and uh, slightly tomorrow or the following day. So uh, if you were unable to attend the complete session, then please do uh, download and review uh, the parts of the webinar that you've been able to see today. Uh, otherwise, uh, I thank everybody for your time. Uh, the, the next webinar session um, will most likely be in uh, so about six weeks' time, and um, we're still working on a topic for that, but uh, you know, at, at this point in time, it's uh, looking likely that it will be to do uh, with uh, managing uh, AIRX with BCO, uh, or it will be a network-related uh, topic. Details will be published near the time of the subject matter session. So again, thank everybody for joining today. And uh, on that note, we can conclude this session. So uh, Amy, if you could uh, step back in and close the session down, that would be good. And thank you. That does conclude today's presentation. Thank you for your participation.